Praise the Lord for the blood of Jesus. I'm so thankful that he died so that we could walk in victory and not live uh, overcome lives. He wants us to be overcomers in Christ Jesus. You're listening to Blog Talk Radio, Overcoming Life's Obstacles with Jerry McGee. Uh, We are on live the first and the third Tuesdays of each month from 6 to 8 p.m. And uh, we thank you for listening in. Um, We hope you'll be blessed. Um, tonight, the, the message is uh, entitled, A Curse Always Has a Cause. And, of course, curses, well, let me pray first. Father, we just come before your throne in the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, that you're our King, our God, our Lord, our Master, our Savior, our Healer, our Deliverer. Lord, you are all in all, and we acknowledge you as King, and we ask tonight, Lord, that you be glorified in every life of every person who's listening in. We ask you to cover us all with the blood of Jesus, every person who listens to this program. Cover Dorothy and her family, Lord. Cover cover her assistant, Lord. Cover my family. Cover us all with the blood of Jesus. Send forth your mighty warring angels to be around us, around each person who's listening in. And, Lord, we pray a special covering of warrior angels over and around us to boomerang back on the enemy, every curse and assignment that's sent against us and our president. In the name, power, blood, and authority of Jesus. Lord, we ask you to cover Donald Trump with the blood of Jesus. We thank you that no weapon formed against him will prosper. We thank you, Lord, that you have not only, that you have anointed him, that you have uh, appointed him to be president of the United States. And thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against him will prosper. Father, we just lift up all the, the hurricane victims in the Houston area and the areas around Houston. Father, we ask you to comfort those people. We ask you to help them. We ask you to help them recover in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. And all of you who are listening in, uh, agree with me. There's a hurricane headed toward the western um, coast of the United States. And possibly I've heard that it could turn back back into the Gulf. So agree with me. Father, we just ask you to send forth your mighty warring angels to bust up that hurricane in the name of Jesus, to dissipate it. We break the power of all electromagnetic uh, seeding of the clouds. We break in the name of Jesus all the effects of harp in Jesus' name. We break the power of it. And, Father, we ask for your mercy upon America in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, tonight I pray the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind and break every word of death, word of iniquity, curse, assignment, satanic ritual spoken over us, over those listening in, over our president, over Dorothy and her family, and over me and my family, and over all the people that are listening in, in Jesus' name. Uh, Father, I just pray in Jesus' name that each person's life will be changed tonight, that you will loose upon each person the conviction of sin, the fear of the Lord, and a spirit of repentance. And so um, tonight the message is, and you might be listening at the daytime, so it may be a daytime message, but whenever you listen in, we're thankful that you're listening in, and we trust that this message will be a blessing to you. But a curse always has a cause. Um, A curse is, curses are carried out by uh, demon powers, and blessings are carried out by holy angels. Now, there are people that don't believe that a Christian can be under a curse, when Deuteronomy 28 says sickness is a curse, it says in Deuteronomy 28, confusion is a curse. 
Um, in Deuteronomy 28, it says that uh, inflammation, fiery heat, blight, mildew, they're curses. In fact, we're going to name the curses here in just a little bit. We'll be reading the curses. And if you have your Bible, you can listen in. And uh, I would encourage you to circle the curses that you think that, you're, you're, uh, you, that you've been under. And uh, the scripture says, because I'm going to use a lot of scripture um, um, and from the Old Testament and the New Testament, so many people think that because of um, because Jesus became a curse for us at Calvary, that Christians can't be under a curse. Um, uh, and also because uh, they think maybe the Old Testament's not to, is not for today. When Second Timothy three fifteen says, or three sixteen says, all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God might be made adequate, uh, uh, equipped for every good work. And so there's other scriptures too. In fact, I could teach a whole message to show you that the Old Testament is uh, for today. In fact, Matthew 5 says, if you teach the Old Testament, it's not important. You'll be least in the kingdom of God. Um, Jesus said in Luke 25, Oh, you foolish men and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. And, of course, the Old Testament is the prophets. But you'll find, uh, if you're a student of the Word, you can find everything that's in the Old Testament you can find in the New Testament. But praise Jesus, we're not under the Old Covenant. We're under the New Covenant, and that's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, your body, your neighbor as yourself. And if you do this, the Bible says that you've kept all of the commandments of God. It's all summed up in that statement is loving the Lord with all of your heart, all of your mind, all your soul, and all your body. And so uh, you know you're under a curse if you're being attacked, uh, not only being attacked by the enemy, but you're being overcome by the enemy in any area of your life. Now, there's a difference between a fiery dart and and having a dark stick like for example um, it, the Bible tells you that if you're just being mentally attacked by the, the powers of darkness that you're just to take your thoughts captive but if the cur- if it sticks um, the fiery dart sticks and you know it's a curse and praise God you can be delivered from the, but, from the curse but you have to find out how the curse got there and uh, you know I have people call me all the time and say you know, I'm occult people, witches and Satanists are always targeting me, always uh, cursing me. And uh, I especially find this is true. I mean, it doesn't just have to be true with African Americans, but because African Americans have witchcraft roots, um, there's open doors that that give the curse a cause. A cause. Proverbs 26:2 says, "Like a sparrow in its flitting, like a swallow in its flying." So a curse without a cause cannot light. And so when you when you know you have sickness or you have confusion or anything that's listed in the Bible as a curse, you know that there's a cause. And so many people run to the world for the answer, uh, but it's just like putting a Band-Aid on a spiritual problem. You can't um, you can't get rid of a curse. Only the only way that anyone can get out from under a curse is to appropriate what Jesus did for us at Calvary and repent of the sin that brought the curse in. Sometimes it's just generational iniquities of the forefathers. But I often have people call me and, and tell me that they're being attacked by the enemy, 
uh, usually most of the time it's been African Americans, but you don't have to be African American. Any any time your forefathers or you have opened the door through the occult, you know that you're going to have occult people attack you. Um, and I just like to liken the problem. You know, the scripture says we're a spiritual house. Um, it says we're the temple of the Lord. In, in Mark 4, in Luke 8, in Matthew 13, it says that we're soil. Um, these are types and shadows of what we are. So we're really a spiritual garden. Um, and so I like to liken it to a house or a temple that's got all the windows open. You know, if you have a house with windows open and they don't have any screens, things can fly in. And um, and so you have to shut, close the window, which would represent repentance, in order to stop that curse, from atta- stop yourself from being attacked from the curse. Um, and so it, it's going to take repentance, either repentance from generational iniquities of the forefathers or repentance of things that you've done. Um And, you know, the windows, for example, if you had all the windows open in your house, you'd have to have an electric window shutter to shut them all at one time. So sometimes it's a slow process of of shutting the windows one by one uh, by repentance of of sin. And uh, I'm thankful that the Lord taught me a lot of years ago that the folly of a fool is just discipline. For example, if I overeat, my my Folly disciplines me. I'm going to gain weight. If I go out and charge up my credit card, my folly is going to discipline me. If I go rob a bank, my my folly will discipline me. My youngest son died of AIDS. His sexual sin disciplined him. And so, uh, so whatever my folly is, is where the discipline is. And the and the Lord allows the demons to attack us in those areas because He's trying to get our attention. Praise God, through Jesus, we can be delivered from every curse. Proverbs 26, 2 says, Like a sparrow in its flitting and a swallow in its flying, so a curse without a cause cannot alight. And um, and so since a curse without a cause cannot light, then the only way that we can stop the curse is to repent and find out how the enemy got ground in our life. And I'm just going to read some, um, I'm going to read some curses through Deuteronomy 28. And if you're listening, uh, if you've got your Bible, if I were you, I would just circle uh, as we read these, circle which one of these curses that you think you're under. I remember years ago, I've gone through this many, many times, I've repented over Deuteronomy 28. And I can remember at one time I would go through that and I would have a lot of those curses on me. And now I can go go through there and maybe find one or two areas where I feel like that uh, that I've not been delivered. And so the good news is you can be delivered. Um, and so when a curse is working in my life, you can know it always has a cause. And going to the world is not going to get rid of the cause. I mean, you can go to the world, uh, for example, if you've got sickness in your body, you can go to the world for, uh, for, for what you think is an answer, but you're actually, you're just putting a, spir- a Band-Aid on a spiritual problem. And so, but... Through Jesus and through his shed blood at Calvary, we can be delivered from the curse and uh, be permanently delivered. Um, if you have your Bible, go to Deuteronomy 28, and I'm going to start reading the curses listed in Deuteronomy 28. But in Deuteronomy 28:15, it says, But it shall come about 
if you do not obey the Lord your God to observe to do all of his commandments and his statutes with which I charge you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Now, I've already shared with you that the Old Testament is just as valid as the New Testament. And I use 2 Timothy 3.15 and 16, which is in the New Testament. I used Luke um, 25, where Jesus said, You foolish men and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Um, I gave you the illustration that if, if the Bible lists sickness as a curse, well, can Christians get sick, especially when you know you've been born again? You could say, well, you're either lost or you can't be under the curse. Well, that's not true because many many born-again Christians that love Jesus with their whole heart can get uh, have a cold, get sick, have fever. Um, and, and, and I'm fixing, I'm getting ready to name the curses in Deuteronomy 28. It says, and which, which I charge you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Will you be in the city and curse shall you be in the country? Now, that means wherever you go, you'll be under a curse. Curse shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. That means your food supply will be cursed. Curse shall be the offspring of your body and the produce of your ground and the increase of your herd and the young of your flock. That means your children. Excuse me Your children and all your animals Will be cursed Cursed will you be when you come in And cursed will you be when you go out In other words wherever you go in or out You're still going to be cursed The Lord will send upon you curses Now I want you to notice who sends the curses So many times we blame the devil For what what, uh, God has allowed And if you just uh, a, A good way to explain this would be like Uh, In Psalms 91, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God will abide under the shadow and protection of the Almighty. So if you pictured God's refuge like a big umbrella, as long as you're under that umbrella, you're safe from any attacks. Outside of that umbrella, it's where it, it goes on to say, I will say to the Lord, you're my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I take refuge. You'll deliver me from the snare of the trapper, the noisome pestilence, the arrow that flies by day. So if under God's refuge, I'm delivered from the arrow that flies by day. But if there's something sticking out, like, for example, because I'm not a perfect person, because no person is perfect except Jesus, the Lord will use something, a problem to show me what he wants to deliver me from next. So if I'm being attacked, I'm thinking something is sticking out here. I mean, I'm yielded to God. Uh, He's 100% Lord of my life, but there's something God's trying to show me um, because he's allowing me to be attacked uh, in in a particular area. And so it says the Lord will send on you curses or confusion. And so you can know that if you're being attacked, there's something sticking out. There's some folly that God is trying to to, uh, show me. Of something that I'm doing The Lord will bring on you curses Of confusion Now can Christians be confused Uh, Confusion Rebuke and all that you undertake to do Until you're destroyed And until you perish quickly And this is the reason on account of the evil Of your deeds because you have forsaken Me So you see this is talking to a believer Uh, You can't forsake something that you didn't uh, Hold to It says the Lord will make the pestilence, now notice who's doing it, the Lord will make the pestilence cling to you until he has consumed you 
from the land where you're entering to possess it. The Lord will smite you with consumption, that's a wasting lung disease, and with fever. Can Christians have fever? Can we have lung diseases? And with fever and with inflammation and with fiery heat and with the sword and with the blight and with mildew, that's candida, and they will pursue you until you perish. So these things are going to be after us until we, uh, and, until we perish, if we, until we repent. The heaven which is over your head will be bronze, and the earth which is under you iron, and that means your prayers don't get answered. The Lord will make the, the dust of your land powder. I'm sorry, the Lord will make the rain of your land powder and dust. From heaven it will come down on you until you're destroyed. <clears throat> now, I live in the country, and I have a gravel road, and when it doesn't rain, I'm telling you that the road is dusty. And so here it's saying there's not going to, he's going to make the rain of your land just powder and dust. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You will go out against them one way and you're going to flee seven ways. So that's just a picture of being scattered. So how can you, um, how can you flee seven ways? Through, uh, through soul ties, the Lord shall cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You'll come against them one way, and you're going to flee seven ways. Now, the blessing is the enemy comes against you one way, and, and he flees seven ways before them, and you will be an example of terror to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your carcasses will be food to all the birds of the sky and the beasts of the earth. That's the type and shadow of demons. And there'll be no one to frighten them away. In other words, if you're under the curse, you have no protection from the enemy. You have uh, you can't appropriate what Jesus did for you at Calvary as long as there's uh, unconfessed sin in your life. As long as there's some spiritual ground to it, you will not have anyone to frighten the enemy away. The Lord will smite you with the boils of Egypt and with tumors. Now, can Christians have boils and tumors and with scab and with itch? from which you cannot be cured or healed. Well, now you can't be, if you're under a curse, you can't be healed, no matter if you go to the world for answers. You know, they can cut it out, move it around, shift it, shift it around. They can medicate it. To, um, uh, you can't be healed. No lasting healing. So that's why it's so important that you know, whatever you do when you have sickness is to go to God and start looking for spiritual answers to why the enemy has uh, gotten ground in your life and where the window got opened of your spiritual house, of where uh, you are not under God's refuge in a particular area. But praise Jesus, through Jesus you can be healed. The minute you turn to God, the minute you repent of your sin, the scripture says, if you confess your sin, God is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. The Lord will smite you with madness, with blindness, and with bewilderment of heart. And so um, that's mental problems, that's anger, um, blindness, with bewilderment of heart. And uh, that is a curse definitely that I have been under. Um, but praise Jesus, I'm um, appropriating what Jesus did for me at Calvary, breaking generational curses. Deuteronomy 28:29 says, And you will grope at noon as the blind man gropes in darkness, and you will not prosper in your ways, but you'll only be oppressed and robbed continually with none to save you. In other words, the further you go, the behinder you get. People are always stealing from you. You think it's people, 
but it's the powers of darkness stealing from you. You'll be oppressed and robbed, and there'll be no one to save you. Hey, praise God, praise Jesus. He's the one that wants to save you and rescue you. So many times we're so busy trying to, de- to defend ourselves. We're so busy trying to save ourselves, and God wants to be the one that saves you. He wants to be the one that you run to in your time of distress and run to him for answers because he's got an answer for every problem that you might have. Deuteronomy 28:30 says you'll betroth a wife and another man will violate her. There's there's divorce. You'll bring um, you'll build a house but not live in it. You'll plant a vineyard but not eat its fruit. Your ox shall be slaughtered before your eyes, but you will not eat of it. And you say, well, I don't have an ox. And this just represents the stuff you have, your possession. Um, uh, your ox shall be slaughtered before your eyes, but you will not eat of it. Your donkey will be torn away from you and not be restored to you. Your sheep shall be given to your enemies, and you will have none to save you. Your sons and your daughters will be given to another people while your eyes look on and yearn for them continually, but there will be nothing that you can do. You know, my youngest son moved to New York City when he was 18, living a homosexual lifestyle, and I certainly was under that curse because he was given to another people, and my eyes looked on and yearned for him continually, but there was nothing I could do. Pray for him, and I can praise God today that that son is in heaven. He turned to Jesus with his whole heart. And let me encourage you, if you're praying for for a, a lost son or a lost family member, don't quit praying. God hears your prayers. There's promises in the word of God that says the children of the righteous will be delivered. Um, The captive will be taken from the mighty man. The prey of the tyrant will be rescued, and I will save your son. There's a promise that says the loving kindness of the Lord goes to the thousand generation of those who keep covenant with him and remember his precepts to do them. So don't give up. You hold on and hang on because God will answer your prayers. A lot of times parents are grieving over their children and basically their their children are doing the very some of the very things that they've done so examine uh, if you're praying for a lost child um is that child doing something that you used to do i remember a man years ago asked me to pray for him he said my daughter she don't she's irresponsible she's on drugs she's on this she's on alcohol she's sleeping around and i said well did you ever do that he said oh dear god she's just like me Another lady who asked me to pray for her daughter was fixing to marry a Muslim and and, um, and chunk her parents. And I said, did you ever do anything like that? And she said, uh, no. And then she remembered that she had, was going to the University of Mexico, was in love with a bullfighter, and was going to chunk America and leave her parents. And when she repented, that daughter repented too. So you see, the law of sowing and reaping says we reap what we sow, and God sometimes is using these lost family members to show us ourselves. And so that's just kind of a little diversion from the message, but uh, somebody needs to hear that. And, and by all means, don't enable them. If you have a child that's outside of God's refuge, don't be running out trying to cover him up with your little dinky umbrella by supporting his drug habit or giving him a place to live. Uh, you make him... Um, take accountability for his sin. You know, the prodigal father didn't go after the son. The son had to get sick of the pig pen before he came and said, I will come back to the house of my father. 
even even my father's animals eat better than I eat. And so, um, so anyway, so don't enable your children because if you do, you're being their savior. And as long as you're their savior, they don't need a savior. But when you get back under God's refuge and get out of your own rebellion and trying to uh, enable them and trying to make them comfortable in their sin, which is is rebellion against God on your part, when you get back under God's refuge and let, let, the, let the enemy beat up on them because then they're going to look for a savior. And as long as you're being their savior, they don't need one. Deuteronomy 28, 23 says, The people whom you do not know shall eat up all the produce of your ground and all your labors, and you will never be anything but oppressed and crushed continually. You'll be driven mad by the sight of what you see. There's mental illness. You know, there's lots of mental problems. Many, many, many people in this world, especially in America, are taking psychiatric medicine. And let me just warn you, if you are, I'm not telling you not to take it, but can I tell you one of the side effects is suicide? Uh, Deuteronomy 28:25 says, The Lord will strike you on the knees and legs with sore boils from which you cannot be healed, from the sole of your foot to the crown of your head. I think I've already read that one. But um, a question, can Christians get boils? Of course they can. The Lord will bring you and your king, whom you set over you, to a nation which neither you nor your fathers have known, and there you will serve other gods of wood and stone. So you want a, you want a different king besides Jesus? Well, uh, God will let him be set over you, and you'll serve him. Uh, you shall become a horror, a proverb, and a taunt among all the peoples where the Lord will drive you. You'll bring out much seed to the field, but you'll gather in little, for the locusts shall consume it. And locust is a type of the powers of darkness. You shall plant and cultivate vineyards, but you will neither drink of the wine or the grapes, for the worms shall devour them. In other words, whatever produce or whatever vineyards you have, uh, the fruit will be destroyed. Uh, you know, when when our life is not producing fruit, well, in the in the spiritual, how can we expect to produce fruit in the natural? Uh, Deuteronomy twenty eight forty. You shall have olive trees throughout your territory, but you will not anoint yourself with oil, for your olives shall drop off. You will have sons and daughters, and they will not be yours. They'll go into captivity. There you see your children go into bondage. You know, many of us are in the bondage. We are in the bondages of our forefathers because, you know, if you had a forefather that was in sin and he didn't repent of it, that goes down to the third and fourth generation. It passes down every day. It loops another day until somebody stands up in the bloodline and takes accountability for it. It says, the cricket shall possess all your trees and the produce of your ground. The alien who is among you will rise above you and go higher and higher, and you will go lower and lower. We see this happen. This has happened in America, how the alien just about has taken over America. Thank God we have a president that is for legal immigration, but not for illegal immigration. It's not fair to uh, people that wait in line to be a legal uh, um, alien, um, for them to have to wait in line while other people are sneaking through other uh, means coming into America. In, in many other countries, if you if you um, trans uh, transgress their borders, they'll kill you or put you in prison. Uh, Deuteronomy twenty-eight forty-four says, 
he shall lend to you, but you will not lend to him. And he will be the head and you'll be the tail. So if you, so you, so you see debt. In other words, the alien's going to lend to you, but you're not going to lend to him. You'd be amazed at how many banks are owned by China here in America or owned by foreign government. And you'll be, he'll be the head and you'll be the tail. You know, the, the, the blessing is you'll be the head and not the tail. There's many wives that are trying to make their husbands the head of the house, but the husband is not walking in obedience to the Lord, and he's being a tail instead of a head, and um, he's still a tail. He's under that curse, Deuteronomy 28:45. So these curses shall come on you. So all these curses shall come on you and pursue you and overtake you until you're destroyed because you would not obey the Lord your God by keeping his commandments and his statutes, which I command you. They shall become a sign and a wonder on you and your descendants forever. So you see how this is judgment. is All these judgments are continuing on our descendants. So whenever you're seeking deliverance, be sure you take accountability for the sins that have been committed by your forefathers. <clears throat> for example, you don't pray for their salvation because it's too late. They're either in heaven or hell. <clears throat> but the scripture says that Levi paid tithes when he was in the loins of his father, and of course he's speaking of his grandfather Abraham, and that's a good thing. If he paid tithes, which was a good thing, when he was in the loins of his uh, Abraham, what's that to say about the negative? Um, so uh, so to break a, a curse is like you would say, I'm standing up in my bloodline. I recognize the the, the Stuff is coming down my bloodline, and I'm going to appropriate that, put that under the blood of Jesus, and declare it goes no further. Um, verse 47 says, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and with a glad heart for the abundance of all things. And, you know, that's king to me because sometimes I feel like I'm not serving the Lord with joy and a glad heart. And so that puts us under a curse. Because we have so much to be grateful for that God's given us so much. It says, therefore, you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you. Now I want you to see who's sending them against you. The Lord is sending them against you. And basically, when you step out from under that umbrella, you're stepping out into Satan's territory. And the enemy is sent against you. Now, God doesn't move, so it's us that moves. Um, whom the Lord will send against you in in thirst, in nakedness, and the lack of all things, and he'll put an iron yoke on your neck until he has destroyed you. A few weeks ago, we talked about the yokes that are that the spiritual yokes that are put on us, and so <clears throat> that's just the opposite of Matthew six thirty three that says, "Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you." Deuteronomy twenty eight forty nine. The Lord will will bring a nation against you from afar, that's powers of darkness, from the end of the earth as the eagle swoops down, a nation whose language you will not understand, a nation of fierce countenance uh, who will have no respect for the old nor show favor for the young. Moreover, it shall eat the offspring of your herd and the produce of your ground until you're destroyed, who also leaves you no grain, no wine, no oil, nor the increase of the herd or the young of the flock until uh, they have Cause you to perish It the curse will besiege you in all your towns Until your high fortified walls 
in which you trusted it didn't come down throughout the land. Okay, so you'll be besieged until you lay down your idolatry. Uh, so the high fortified walls would represent something that I'm trusting in. So God says you're going to be under these curses until the high fortified walls, the idols, the things you've trusted in, um, come down throughout your land. And it shall besiege you in all your towns throughout your land, which the Lord your God will give you. Then you shall eat the offspring of your own body, the flesh of your sons and your daughters, whom the Lord your God has given you during the siege and the distress, which your enemy will oppress you. And you know, that sounds appalling to us, but that's just a degree, a degree of degradation. They eat their own children. They eat their own flesh in Satan worship and in, in, in occult practices. This is a man who is refined and very delicate among you shall be hostile toward, um, toward his brother and toward the wife he cherishes and toward the rest of his children who remain and that, that being under a curse of hostility. I remember a time when my kids were growing up, and I'm, a, I'm not proud of this. I'm ashamed of it, but this was a curse I was under. Sometimes the sound of their voice would make me just want to scream. And so I praise God that I, I don't have that demon in my life anymore. Um, so that he will not give even one of, of, his, of them any of the flesh of his children, which he shall eat during the siege and distress by which you, your enemies shall oppress you in all your towns. The refined and very delicate woman among you who would not venture to set foot on her on the ground for delicateness and refinement shall be hostile toward the husband she cherishes and toward the son, her sons and daughters and toward the afterbirth which issues from between her legs. And in satanic rituals, they eat the afterbirth and they do rituals with the afterbirth between her legs and toward her children whom she bears, for she will eat them secretly for the lack of anything else during the siege and distress of which your enemy will oppress you in your town. If you're not careful to observe all the way all the words of this law of which the Lord your of this book written in this book to fear the offer the, the fear the honored and awesome name of the Lord your God, then the Lord will bring extraordinary plagues on you and your descendants, even severe and lasting plagues. Today if we get a plague we run to the doctor. And we don't find out why. And miserable and chronic sicknesses. He will bring back on you all the diseases of the Egypt or the world which you were afraid and they'll cling to you. So how could he bring back something that he didn't take away? And so in covenant, when we're under the blessing, he removes the sickness. But under the curse, he brings it back. Also, every sickness and every plague which is not written in this book of this law, the Lord will bring on you until you're destroyed. Then you shall be less few in number, whereas you were as numerous as the stars of heaven because you did not obey the Lord your God. It shall come about that as the Lord delighted over you to prosper you and multiply you, so the Lord will delight over you to make you perish and destroy you and you'll be torn from the land where, where you are entering to possess it. <clears throat> Moreover, in other words, 
you know, the promises of God are to the overcomers when it's saying that you're going to be torn to the land, you're not going to possess it. God wants us to possess our land. And that's all the things in our life. It's all the difficult things in our life. It's the things in our life that we need to overcome. Moreover, the Lord will scatter you among all the peoples from one end of the earth to the other. And there you will serve gods of wood and stone, which you nor your fathers have not known. And among those nations, you'll find no rest. There'll be no resting place for the sole of your foot. Now, there's only one place the Bible says we can have rest, and that's in Matthew 11, 28, 29, where Jesus says, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble, and you shall find rest for your soul, for my burden is light and my load is easy. So if I'm not wearing the yoke of Jesus, I'm my life, I'm living a life of unrest. So I'm under a curse of unrest. And so you know you've got a system problem when you are, you're flitting here, you're flitting there, and I don't mean you don't have to work. I don't mean you don't have to do things. But sometimes we have a Martha spirit instead of a Mary spirit to want to sit at the feet of Jesus. And there'll be no resting place for the sole of your foot, but there the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing of eyes, and despair of soul. And that's a curse that I have been under. And praise God, it's broken in the name of Jesus. So your life will hang in doubt before you, and you'll be in dread night and day and have no assurance of your life. In the morning, you'll say, oh, I wish it were evening. In the evening, I'll say, oh, I wish it were morning. You just have nothing to look forward to. Uh, And, you know, that comes in through not fulfilling what God put you here for. How sad that you might stand before God one of these days and he would tell you, hey, you missed what I put you here for. And that would be a terrible thing to happen. And so if you're you're one of those people that think in the morning, oh, no, it's morning, oh, no, it's evening, um, because of the dread of your heart, which you dread, and the sight of your eyes, which you shall see, the Lord will bring you back to Egypt, that's back to the world, in ships by way which I spoke to you. You will never see it again, and there you will offer yourself for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but there will be no buyer. And you see those curses, and I'm sure if you uh, were attentive, I'm sure you would see many of these places where you're still under, you're under a curse. And so the only way to get out from under the curse is to find out what you did or what your forefathers did to bring that curse on you. Uh, Leviticus 26, verse 14 says, But if you do not obey me or carry out my all my commandments, if instead you reject my statutes and your soul abhors my ordinances so as not to carry out all my commandments and so break my covenant. The way we break covenant today is by not loving the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, and our neighbors, ourselves. So anytime you and I don't walk in love, we come in, we come in uh, under a break in the covenant. And so you see that these are curses here because I broke covenant. I, in turn, will do this to you. I will appoint over you a sudden terror, consumption, there's that wasting lung disease, and a fever that will waste away the eyes and cause the soul to pine away. Also, you will sow your seed uselessly, for your enemies will eat it up. In other words, the further you go, the behinder you get. I will set my face against you so that you will be struck down before your enemies, and those who hate you will rule over you. Now, does the Bible say that the thief, Satan hates you? 
um, and he's going to rule over you in these areas through demonic spirits. If after these things you do not obey me, then I will punish you seven times more for your sins. I will also break down the pride of your power. I will also make your sky like um, iron and earth like uh, bronze. You know, there was a time in my life in the 19, uh, probably in 1987, that I read that curse and I thought, oh, dear God, I'm under that curse uh, of pride. And I can, I can praise God that he has, not that, I, not that there's not still pride. Pride's like a iceberg. You can uh, repent of uh, the water's edge and some more floats up. But that's not as true about me as it was years and years and years ago. And I'm ashamed to say it, but pride has been a big thing in my life. And if you're honest, you could say it's a big thing in your life. But I encourage you to read all of, Deut- all of Leviticus 26. That it goes on to say that that you'll you'll rot. There'll be no fruit, weakness, uh, fear, pestilence, plague. And um, I'm going to name some curses, and then we're going to have deliverance at the end. But uh, and these were taken from my little uh, repentance book, clearing the land. And I encourage you to order it. You can order it online. It's uh, I think it's five dollars. And uh, the shipping, I don't know what the shipping, the shipping is um, uh, reasonable. I think it's probably a dollar or two. But if you're international shipping, you need to include more uh, more shipping because international shipping is really expensive. But you can actually get deliverance just by going through this little repentance book. But these curses, I basically, these are excerpts from Clearing the Land. These are curses, and I, I list all the scriptures and in that little book, you can, it's a really repentance book. You can repent, repent over the book, and there's prayers in there, uh, curses to break. And if you're really, I'm not going to have time to, to give you all the scriptural references, but if I'm talking too fast, you can, you can, you can get the, refer, the scriptural references by just going into that book, like Clearing the Land. And I encourage you, many people get delivered. In fact, people even use it for teaching spiritual warfare classes. But uh, there's the curse of the law, and that's through being legalistic. And you could uh, a legalistic person is a person that tries to turn the potter's wheel rather than submit to the potter, uh, because the potter does all the work and the clay just rests on the potter's wheel. Um, also, the sins of the fathers. Uh, it says in Numbers, uh, Numbers 14, uh, verse 18. Uh, Exodus 20, verse 5, it says the sins of the fathers pass on to the children to the third and fourth generation. And so if you've got perversion in your life, then you need to examine was my mother and father or forefathers perverted. Another is curse of illegitimate birth. Uh, Having a child out of wedlock, the scripture says an illegitimate cannot enter the sanctuary of the Lord. And that's a spiritual place. It's more real than the building you're sitting in or the car you're riding in as you listen to this message. Um, But it's a spiritual place. You cannot see it with the human eye. And so an illegitimate person uh, that's under an illegitimate curse, you know, my grandparents and parents were married for over 60 years, all of them, and I didn't realize until I was about 50 years old that I was born under an illegitimate curse. I always felt like I was on the outside looking in. And praise God that curse has been broken. But a person that's under an illegitimate curse, they're born with a root of rejection, 
they're born with a spirit of lust because they're conceived in lust. They're born with uh, uh, rebellion because they're conceived in rebellion. They're born with um, in shame because they're conceived in shame. And if that's not broken, it'll just pass from generation to generation. And it goes 10 generations, not three or four. It goes like 2,044 fathers. And so my great-great-great-grandmother got pregnant out of wedlock, and she named, uh, she got pregnant by a a married man, and she was only 16 years old. And she gave that son uh, my maiden name, which was really her daddy's maiden name because this man was married. So you see there was a curse of adultery, a curse of fornication. There was a curse of illegitimate birth, uh, shame, rejection that just passed down the bloodline. And until about 20 years ago, I mean, I really felt uh, in bondage in that area. But praise God, you can be delivered through Jesus. And don't ever stop. Every day is the day of deliverance. I don't ever uh, think I've arrived. Uh, Every day I'm seeking God to show me answers to things that I go through. And if you're wise, you'll do that too. There's a curse from witchcraft and uh, other things, and that's Deuteronomy 18. And again, you can get these in Clearing the Land. The the, the references are listed 9 through 13, Revelation 21. But uh, if there's witchcraft, you know, I, I alluded to the fact that a, a lot of African Americans still attack, and that's the reason is because their forefathers were kidnapped. Uh, they were their roots were in Africa. Their forefathers were kidnapped, uh, sold to white slave uh, traders that sold them to white slave owners, and the roots were witchcraft. And a lot of those African Americans have come to Christ because, um, as bad as slavery was, some of the some of the slave owners were good people that, uh, you know, told, taught them about God. But there was so much abuse. Actually, it was an abomination to God, the things that African Americans have gone through. And as a white American, I ask you to forgive me for white, what my forefathers have done to your forefathers. Because God's no respecter of persons. But if you've got witchcraft roots, if you even have Indian ancestry, because that's that's really a cult. It's really... Uh, worship in false gods, but uh, even if you have Indian ancestry, there's theft, there's addictions, there's drunkenness, there's uh, murder, there's unforgiveness, there's um, revenge, retaliation coming down through Indian ancestry, oppression, and so there's other, not just uh, witchcraft and occult things. You know, if you bring an occult thing into your house, you you come under the curse, but... Um, any, in fact, any religion that denies the blood atonement of Jesus or the deity of Jesus could be classified as witchcraft or occult. And, of course, there's word curses that we speak on others, broken vows, um, words uh, that other people speak over you, parents speak over you, your teachers speak, your siblings speak, words you speak over yourself. If I had a nickel... For every negative word I've spoken about myself, I could be rich. But see, when we speak negative words over ourselves and others, we put them under a curse, but we also put ourselves under a curse. Um, Curses through disobedience and and disorder, Uh, family disorder, you know, a parent, a family being out of line, mother, a mother that's ruling the house. 
uh, with a Jezebel spirit, and always when there's a Jezebel, there has to be an Ahab, and Ahab would represent somebody that let Jezebel control them. And I'll say this to you men who are listening: if you let your wife, if you let your wife control control you, I can tell you she has no respect for you, and I can tell you that she she disdains you, disrespects you, and I can tell you actually will actually hate you if you let her control. I don't know what it is about women, but they uh, have to get their own way, and when they get their own way, they hate your guts. So don't men stand up and be the high priest of your family. And um, wives, respect your husbands. Um, and so there's family disorder. A lot of times a homosexual, um, homosexuality can come out of a, a, a controlling mother, uh, out of an Ahab daddy. There's church disorder and disobedience. Churches out of order. Um, not giving. Robbing God of tithes and offerings can put you under a financial uh, uh, burden And if you want to go into the archives I've done a message entitled I think it's 39 reasons Or 40 reasons for financial problems You can get that off my website At jerrymcgee.com um, But you can just print it out And repent over all of it You can also hear a message By going to youtube.com You can hear that message uh, Doing the Lord's work negligently you know, being lazy on the, your spiritual job, uh, disobedience to the voice of God and his commandments. We just covered that in Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26. They're mistreating uh, the Jews or Christians because we are the Israel of God. Uh, Romans 2, 28, uh, Romans um, 28 and 29, uh, Galatians uh, 6, Galatians 3 says, you know, if you've been baptized in Christ, you're Abraham's offspring. It's what it tells you in Galatians chapter 3. So we're the spiritual Israel of God. Idolatry includes false religions, worship of false gods, Freemasonry, um, which is witchcraft, Indian, gypsy ancestor, Eastern religions, Buddhist, Buddhism, occult, uh, Muslim, uh, worship in Allah. Any, basically any religion that denies the blood atonement and the deity of Jesus Christ. Uh, those who keep or own cursed objects, your idols or someone else's idols, runes, amulets, talismans, occult literature and objects used in the occult, unicorns, Buddhas, goat heads, goat rams, uh, fetishes, uh, the Bible tells you in Deuteronomy 7, 25 and 26, if you bring an abomination into your house, um, then you uh, come under the curse. Refusing to come to the Lord for help would be stubbornness and rebellion and pride. Uh, there's a curse on the house of the wicked, Proverbs, and not giving to the poor. The, the scripture says in Proverbs 28, 27, that if we shut our ears, to the cry of the poor that will be ignored in our own time of need. Theft, there's a curse on the house of a thief and those who swear falsely. Uh, Zacharias 5, 3 through 4, Proverbs 15, 27. The scripture says if you catch a thief, he has to pay back seven times and all the substance of his house. So there's a curse on the house of a thief. 
Uh, he who says to the wicked, you're righteous. Uh, and he who says to the righteous, you're wicked. You know, I was listening to um, uh, um, a teaching today by someone that, by Mark Taylor. And basically what, what he was saying that that today it's no longer the Democrats and the Republicans as we think it is. And it, it's the globalists and the patriots, because so many of the Republicans who are supposed to be um, patriots aren't. They're, uh, many, many of them are globalists, and a globalist is a person that wants to bring our country under a one-world government. They're, they're for open borders. They're for all these uh, refugees coming into the country. They're for everything evil. And uh, nowadays, God's raising up patriots who truly truly want what's right. Thank God we've got a president here in America that is a patriot. No matter what you think of him, he loves America, and he's a good person. In fact, I don't know if you realize it, he gave, he just gave a million dollars to the flood relief here in Texas, which was a blessing. Another is a priest or preachers, and of course we're kings and priests, who fail to give glory to God. Those who hearken to their wives mm-hmm. instead of God rather than God, that's a that's a curse. Wives are to submit to their husband as unto the Lord. Praise God, wives, you don't have to submit to the demons in your husband, uh, but if you submit as unto the Lord. The scripture says, uh, my sheep hear my voice and they obey me, Jesus said. They'll not follow the voice of a stranger. The voice of a stranger is the voice of another. It's any voice that contradicts the word of God. So you don't have to contradict the word of God. God doesn't want you to. In fact, that'd be rebellion to God. Example would be Abigail when uh, uh, her husband Nabal wouldn't feed David and his troops. And so she went around her husband and she fed David and his troops and God killed Nabal. Uh, Another example would be in Acts chapter 5 where Ananias and Sapphira, uh, Ananias had lied to the Holy Spirit and God struck him dead. And then Peter asked uh, Sapphira, is it true that you've agreed with your husband to do this thing? And she said, yes. And so he also, God struck her dead. Now, the moral of that story is if she hadn't have compromised the word of God, she'd still be alive. Um, another is that those who lightly esteem their parents or treat them with contempt. Um, God says, honor your father and mother that all may be well with you and your days be long upon the earth. Another curse would be making graven images. Revelation 9, 20 through 21. Willfully cheating people out of their property or moving their landmark. It would be like uh, I live on 116 acres. It would be like I move on this land and I just move the fence over onto my neighbor's property and I steal some of my neighbor's property. That would be moving a landmark. Adding to or taking away from the word of God. There's going to be a lot of people have to stand before God uh, for adding to or taking away from the word of God. You know, the word of God says what it says. And so many times we justify or talk ourselves out of it. But Revelation 22, verse 18 uh, and 19 Adding to or taking away from the word of God puts me under a curse. Taking advantage of the blind, which would include the spiritual blind. 
oppressing strangers, widows, and and um, orphans. Uh, tremendous curse comes on anyone who oppresses a widow or, or an orphan. Another is bestiality and incest, and that's in Leviticus 20. Incest is when you have sex or some family member, bloodline family member, touches you in an inappropriate way. Bestiality is when you touch an animal or let an animal touch you in an inappropriate way. That's also Leviticus 20. Uh, Those who slander their neighbor, Matthew 7, verse 1 through 5, Romans 12, 14. Taking the money to slay the innocent, that would be like somebody put a contract, uh, pay somebody to kill somebody. Adultery, physical and spiritual adultery. We know what physical adultery is, is having sex with a different partner while you're married. Uh, Spiritual adultery is praying a prayer to receive Jesus and then your heart goes after other lovers. You're supposed to be the bride of Christ, men and women. And when our hearts go after other lovers, then we've committed spiritual adultery. Those who trust in man, it says in uh, Jeremiah 17, 5, curses the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his arm. Also Galatians uh, 3, 1, and 2. Another is keeping back your sword from blood. That means failure to do spiritual warfare. Those who reward evil for good. Uh, a good example of this is, is somebody seeks your forgiveness and you refuse to forgive them. You know, in Matthew 18, Jesus called the man he wouldn't forgive. He said, you evil servant. Illegitimate children would be the same as we've talked about. Children born under a bastard curse or a curse of illegitimate, let's see. Children born from incestuous unions. That means uh, uh, family members uh, getting each other pregnant uh, and having a child uh, conceived in incest. Many times those children are not mentally sound. Another is murder, and we can murder people physically or with words. That's Matthew chapter 5. Murdering with premeditation. Children who strike their parents, and parents don't let your children hit you because if you let a two or three-year-old hit you, he'll flatten you when he's 16 or 17. So don't allow that. In fact, don't allow your children to come under this curse because If you allow them to hit you, um, then they're under a curse. Kidnapping, that's just to to kidnap somebody against their will, steal somebody. Speak against your parents. The Bible says, honor your father and mother that all may be well with you. Your days be long upon the earth. Proverbs 30, verse 17. Um, Those who cause the unborn to die, that would be abortion, also abortion or killing a baby, well, that would be aborting a baby uh, in a womb. Um, those who do not prevent death, Exodus twenty-one twenty-nine, sacrificing to false gods. They do that in Indian ancestry, and we do, you know, we do that when we love anything more than we love Jesus. We could sacrifice to our car even. 
if we loved our car more than we love the Lord, uh, being rebellious, the Bible says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Um, those who attempt to turn anyone away from the Lord puts us up under a curse. Those who follow horoscopes, uh, Deuteronomy uh, 17, 20, uh, 17, 2 through 7, false prophets, and oh my goodness, there's so many false prophets out there. Um, you know he's a false prophet if he's not teaching to repent of your sin, if he's not teaching holiness and righteousness. Um, you know, every prophet in the word of God that was God's prophet, that was, uh, they taught people to repent of their sin. Precious lady, and if she's listening, I'm not making fun of her at all. But she went, her and a friend went to a, a meeting, and a prophet told them they were going to go through all kind of calamity and upheaval, and they received it. Because they received that lie, they should have rebuked the lie right then, but because they received it, that's exactly what happened. And, the, and these people were just absolutely desperate of all the things that they had gone through. Another is women who don't keep their virginity until they're married. Parents who do, do not discipline their children but honor them above God. If you want a little brat, just don't discipline them. Don't don't allow them to mis, uh, disrespect you. Those who curse their rulers. Um, those who teach rebellion against the Lord, there's a curse. Those who refuse to warn others of sin. Sometimes we fear man more than we fear God. In Ezekiel chapter 3, it's, it says that there's judgment that comes on us when we don't warn people of sin. Uh, those who are willful deceivers. In fact, the Bible says no liar will enter the kingdom of heaven. There's a curse on the house of a crowd. Those who practice sorcery and magic. Those who sacrifice human beings and put their children through the fire, offer their children to Molech or Shemush. Uh, another thing we do is we teach our children to live after the world, participating in seances and fortune-telling, homosexual and lesbian relationships, necromancy, those who communicate with the dead. And, you know, you could also say praying to Catholic saints. That's necromancy, talking to the dead. You know, if you've got a loved one that died, and I have a lot of loved ones in heaven, um, you can't talk to him. The Bible forbids that, but you can ask God to talk to him. You can say, Lord, would you please, you know, ask my mother to forgive me. You know, tremendous grief is healed in our lives when we uh, just take the problem to God and tell tell God what you want to tell that parent that you didn't, uh, that you wish you had told him uh, when he was alive, but you didn't. So uh, healing comes when you do that. Those who blaspheme in the name of the Lord, those who uh, are carnally minded, rebellious children. You know, there's so many people that don't believe a Christian can be under a curse. Well, that's kind of a lie. I mean, I've already uh, showed you a lot of things that can be on Christians that are a curse according to the word of God. You know, if you don't believe that, just, just one only needs to read 1 Corinthians 17, uh, I'm sorry, 11, verse 27 through 31. It says, whoever shall eat the, and drink the bread of the Lord, and, and I mean, eat the bread 
and drink the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup for the for the for he that drinketh in an unworthy manner and eateth uh, drinks damnation to himself um, because he didn't discern his the body the Lord's body rightly. For this cause many are weak and sick among you, and many uh, sleep. That means die. First Corinthians sixteen twenty two says, "If anyone doesn't love the Lord, let him be accursed." Uh, John 14 says, if you don't love the Lord, um, you'll not even inherit the kingdom of God. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, became a curse for us, for it is written, curses everyone who hangs on a tree in order that the, that Christ Jesus, that in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. For those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham the believer. Uh, for years I prayed, Lord, show me the verse in the New Testament that shows that a Christian could be under a curse. Galatians 3.10, one time I listened to the word of God while I sleep, and one night this verse just hit me, for as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, curses everyone who does not abide all things written in this book of the law to perform them. And the scripture says we walk in the spirit. We're not under the law. When we're walking after the flesh, we come back under the law, come back under the curse. Revelation 22:18 says, I testify to everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him all the plagues which are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the word of God, the word of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the tree of life, from the holy city, which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming quickly. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. And so the good news is that Jesus wants to deliver us from the curse of the law. The scripture says, if a man's ways please the Lord, in Proverbs 14, uh, 16, 7, I'm sorry, says if a man's ways please the Lord, it makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. The scripture says in um, Psalms 41, 10, I know the Lord is pleased with me when my enemy does not shout triumph over me. Um, Proverbs seventeen eleven says, a rebellious man seeks only evil, so a cruel messenger, that's the curse, will be sent against him. The good news is when we repent of our sin then uh, and confess our sin, turn from our sin, then we can be delivered from the curse. And that's good news. And God says, if you confess your sin, God is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Isaiah 25, 4 says, For you, God, have been a defense for the helpless, a defense for the needy and distressed, a refuge from the storm, a shade from the heat, for the breath of the ruthless is like a rainstorm against a wall. So when we're in God's refuge, it's kind of like 
the breath of the ruthless. It'd be like you're in the house and it's raining. Rain is hitting the walls, hitting the windows, but you stay safe and dry inside. And so it says that when we're in God's refuge, that the breath of the ruthless is like a rainstorm against a wall. <laughs> and so um, God wants us to yield ourselves to him. He's the potter and we're the clay. And he tells us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Isaiah 26, 3 says he'll keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed upon him because you're trusting in him. Matthew 7, 25 says, And as the rain descended in the floods, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock, and Jesus is the rock. Psalms 91, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God will abide under the shadow and protection of the Almighty, because we make the Lord our refuge, even the most higher habitation, no evil will befall us nor will any plague come near our dwelling. So praise God. And so if you're listening and you have been convicted of your sin, uh, I'm going to give you a little time to repent, and uh, and then I'm going to do deliverance. And then um, if, you, if you need prayer, you can call in uh, after, after we get through. You can call in at 646. 646- Five nine five four seven eight four, and don't forget to press one, and we'd be happy to pray for you. And so, in the name of Jesus, if you're listening in and you can agree with me, Father, I, I ask you to forgive me for the sins you've shown me that I've committed that have opened me up to the curse, disobedience to your voice and your commandment. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to break the curses of Deuteronomy 28, the, Deut- the curses of Deuteronomy 26. Uh, God, in Jesus' name, I ask you to forgive me for the sins I've committed that you've convicted me of. Forgive me for adultery, fornication. Lord, forgive me for spiritual adultery. Lord, forgive me for conceiving my children illegitimately. I forgive my parents for conceiving me illegitimately. Uh, I renounce the, the spirit of rejection, the spirit of shame. Lord, each person that's prayed that prayer, I bring them into your sanctuary in Jesus' name. Uh, They forgive their parents, uh, forgive their parents for everything they heard them say in the womb in the name of Jesus. God, I just ask you to forgive me for not, for robbing you of my tithes and offerings. Uh, Forgive me, Lord, for disorder. Forgive me for Jezebel. Forgive me for Ahab. Forgive me for family disorder. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me for uh, making vows. Uh, forgive me for speaking word curses. I forgive everyone who's spoken evil words of, over me. Uh, God, I renounce witchcraft, occult. I renounce Indian ancestry. I renounce Freemasonry. I break satanic vows, oaths, and covenants. Uh, I break curses of a bastard in the name of Jesus. Uh, Lord, I just confess the sins of my forefathers. Uh, I ask you to break them in the name of Jesus. I break generational curses, soul tie curses cultural curses of everything that I've confessed in the name of Jesus. God, forgive me for rebellion, for disorder, for disobedience. Uh, not uh, Forgive me for robbing you of my tithe. Forgive me for doing the Lord's work negligently. God, forgive me for disobedience to your voice and your commandments. 
Forgive me for mistreating Christians and mistreating uh, true Israelites, mistreating the Jews. Forgive me for idolatry, false religion. I renounce every religion that I or my forefathers that have been involved in that denies the blood atonement and deity of Jesus Christ. I renounce Catholicism. I renounce uh, worship in false gods, Freemasonry, praying to the dead, praying to saints. I renounce Indian and Gypsy uh, ancestry, Eastern religions, Buddhism, all the works of the occult. Forgive me for bringing cursed objects into my home. Forgive me for pride and stubbornness that has refused to come to you for help. Forgive me for wickedness that's caused my house to be under a curse. Forgive me for not helping the poor. Forgive me, Lord, for uh, theft and swearing falsely. Forgive me for saying to the wicked, you're righteous, or saying to the righteous, you're wicked, calling evil good or good evil. Forgive me for failing to give glory to you. Forgive me for hearkening to, uh, as husbands, hearkening to wives rather than God. And forgive me as a wife for not respecting and honoring my husband. And forgive me for rebellion toward authority. Forgive me for lightly esteeming my parents, mocking them, scorning them, making graven images. Forgive me for cheating people out of their property, moving their landmarks, adding to or taking away from the word of God. Forgive me for taking advantage of the blind. Forgive me for oppressing strangers, widows, and the fatherless in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me, Lord, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, forgive me for oppressing strangers, widows, the fatherless. Forgive me for incest. I forgive anyone that's touched me in an inappropriate way. Forgive me for touching anyone in an inappropriate way. Forgive me for lying with an animal or letting an animal touch me in an inappropriate way. Forgive me for smiting and slandering my neighbor. Lord, I ask you to forgive me for... um, taking money to slay the innocent. Forgive me for adultery, physical and spiritual adultery. Forgive me for worshiping false gods, trusting man and the power of the flesh, keeping back my sword from blood, not doing spiritual warfare, being passive. Forgive me for rewarding evil for good, of of refusing to forgive people. Lord, I just uh, forgive me for children born from incestuous unions. I break the curse of incest off my bloodline. Forgive me for murdering people physically and with words. Forgive me for murdering with premeditation. Children, forgive me for striking my parents and allowing my children to strike me. Uh, I renounce kidnapping. Forgive me for speaking against my parents, mocking my father and scorning my mother, uh, causing the unborn to die. Forgive me for abortion. Father, would you please tell my babies to forgive me? I forgive those who assisted in the abortion. I break soul ties with the dead baby and all those who killed my baby. Forgive me for not preventing deaths. Forgive me for sacrificing the false gods. Forgive me for being involved in witchcraft and rebellion. Forgive me for turning people away from the Lord, following horoscopes and And fortune tellers, forgive me for listening to false prophets. Forgive me for sitting under false teachers, not keeping my virginity till I'm married. 
forgive me for not disciplining my children. I forgive my parents for not disciplining me. Forgive me for cursing rulers, cursing my president. Uh, forgive me for teaching rebellion against the Lord, refusing to warn others of sin. Uh, God, forgive me for uh, being a willful deceiver. Forgive me for a lying spirit. Forgive me for pride. Forgive me for practicing sorcery and magic. Forgive me for sacrificing human beings to the fire. I renounce Molech and Shemush. Forgive me for teaching my children to live after the world. Forgive me for participating in seances and fortune telling. God, forgive me for homosexual and lesbian relationships. Forgive me for necromancy, talking to the dead, praying to the dead, praying to patron saints, blaspheming your name, Lord. Forgive me for being carnally minded, rebellious. Um, Lord, forgive me for not believing your word. Forgive me for taking the Lord's Supper with sin in my life. Forgive me for not examining myself. Forgive me for not loving you with my whole heart. Forgive me for adding to or taking away from the word of God. I break the curses of of disobedience in Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26. Forgive me for not believing all of your word. Forgive me for bringing in a curse thing in my house. Forgive me for not taking my thoughts captive in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, um, I want to say this. If you're listening in and you've never been born again, you need to be born again. I can't explain it. It's, uh, you know, many 90% of church members are not even saved. Their, 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 faith, their faith is just in their head. It's never got from their heart to their head. The scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things, all things pass away, and behold, all things become new. And if your life hasn't changed since you received Jesus, you need to be born again. If, you, if after you received Jesus, you weren't willing to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow the Lord, you need to be born again. You cannot explain the born-again experience. Um, if somebody can talk you out of your salvation, you need to be born again. It's just something you know that you know that you know, and you cannot explain it. But if you've never been been willing to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow the Lord, you need to be born again. So if, if that's you listening in, I want you to repent, ask Jesus to forgive you, ask the Holy Spirit to possess your body, drive out every demonic spirit, that you want to be born again. When you're, when you're born again, everything about you changes. You're still not perfect. You're still a work in progress. But you know that you know that you know that God has done a change in your life. So in Jesus' name, I just uh, receive you, Lord. If if I don't know you and I've prayed the prayer, but there's never been any fruit, God, I just repent right now in Jesus' name of my sins. I ask you to forgive me. I thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sins. Uh, in Jesus' name, I break soul ties with everyone I've sinned with or sinned against with all of my forefathers. I call back my soul and my human spirit from them, send back their souls and human spirits back to them, exchange their image for the image of Christ. Now, every demonic spirit has to leave now in Jesus' name. 
Every demon tearing out a curse has to go now in Jesus' name. I tear down strongholds of pride, strongholds of fear. I tear down strongholds of tragedy, strongholds of, of the occult, strongholds of witchcraft. In the name of Jesus, I tear down strongholds of pride, arrogance, openness, egotism, haughtiness, lies, lying, unbelief, doubt. I tear down strongholds of murder and anger and resentment and bitterness and hatred and unforgiveness. I tear down strongholds of torment, the the tormentors. I tear down strongholds of hatred, meanness, variance, strife, witchcraft, adultery, fornication. Uh, I tear down strongholds of pornography, perversion, lewdness, wanton spirits. I tear down strongholds of of orgies, strongholds of of, uh, addictions in Jesus' name. I break the curse of the uh, bastard off of each life. I break that generational curse. I break curses of incest in the name of Jesus. I tear down strongholds that would walk the truth that sets people free in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I cast down every imagination, every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and I take captive in Jesus' name every thought to the obedience of Christ. I punish every disobedience because my obedience is complete in Jesus' name. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit about the ministry and give anyone an opportunity to call in if you want prayer. But um, as I said earlier, we we speak live on Blog Talk Radio, uh, Dorothy Carruthers Network, the first and the third Tuesdays of each month from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, this month I'll be on Omega Man Radio, uh, the third and the final Tuesday of the month from from 7 to, to 9 p.m. Central Time, and you can listen to OmegaManRadio.com. Um, also, um, you can go on my website at JerryMcGee.com, and you can order that book at Clearing the Land. I've also done some other little books, but there's one specifically I'd like to recommend. Is drunkenness, is it a blessing or is it a curse? There's so much drunkenness, spiritual drunkenness in the church, and God wants us to be sober and alert for the purpose of prayer. Um, I'll be in Corpus Christi next Sunday, uh, September the 10th, 2017, and I'm going to give the dates because you might be listening to this message five years from now. So um, I'll also be at Lake Hamilton Bible Camp Thanksgiving. There's, there's, a, man, there's a men's retreat um, coming up in October. And you can go to LakeHamiltonBibleCamp and get information for that retreat. You can also go on there for Lake for um, the Thanksgiving camp. And uh, if you go to LakeHamilton.com, you can um, get information. It's very inexpensive to go. We have prayer teams that pray for people each morning. We see people healed, people set free, and uh, it's very inexpensive to go there. But I tell people if you go to all the camps, you won't even know yourself next year. Because every time I go, I get delivered of something. You know, deliverance doesn't stop. You keep getting deliverance and you'll go from strength to strength and glory to glory. I'll be in York, Pennsylvania, September the 28th through the 30th. And you can go to jerrymcgee.com. That's G-E-R-I-M-C-G-H-E-E.com. And uh, if you'll sign up for my email, I'll send you flyers when I, where I'm going to be in the details of these meetings. I have a Duncanville seminar, which is next Saturday the 9th, 
and my son, Pastor Kyle Meese, will be teaching that meeting, and you'll be blessed to hear him. I'm blessed to have a godly son and a godly uh, godly grandson also has surrendered to the ministry. And and my daughter-in-law teaches uh, the little ones, and uh, I thank God for godly children. The children of the righteous are blessed. The Lord promised me years ago that my descendants would be known among the nations as the children whom the Lord has blessed. And so if you're in the Dallas uh, area, Duncanville, Arlington, Dallas area, uh, you can come to, um, if you'll sign up for the email, I'll send you a flyer so you can um, go to that meeting. And I'll be back in October in Duncanville. The second Saturday of every month, I'm in Duncanville, Texas. And so... um, if anyone wants to call in, I'll be happy to pray for you. If you'd like a, a seminar schedule in your area, if you will uh, email me at jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net or you can go to jerrymcgee.com and you can uh, email me from there. But it's G like George, E-R-I-M-C-G-H-E-E.com. There's a place there that you can also send a gift if you've been blessed. Um, we just have a small ministry, and we don't solicit funds, but we certainly can use them because we have to pay a secretary and um, electric bill and mint, and all of that is costly plus printing books. And so we thank God that he is our provider. And um, also uh, I will just uh, remind you, the lady, that, the lady that sponsors this program, and she does a lot of good to bless people, but you can send the gift through PayPal to her at D, like Dorothy, Churchy, C-H-U-R-C-H-Y, number one at hotmail.com. And um, I just want to thank you for listening in. If there's no callers, we'll just close and say, may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may he make his face shine upon you. Until next time, uh, I'll close now and And thank you for listening in. Hope you'll listen again. God bless you.